This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 32, Bloodied Servers. All right, welcome. This is episode 32 of the Traxxas Sector Warcast. My name is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. What are we up to today, John? Well, Gen Con is looming and we know the card pool. Which end will we be jumping into? Will we dare the deep end with the elites, or do we stay in the shallow end with what we know works well in tournaments? Who dares to take on the high dive in front of all to see? Can we nail the reverse four and a half somersault pike, or do we just end up belly flopping? World's registration is complete, and although it was a bit of a challenge to get through the process, Tobin and I will be there. We'll also be covering another question or two from the Card Game DB folks. It is the height of summer, and the swimming is fine, so let's grab our water rings and jump right in. All right, so... The FAQ was released. The update to the tourney rules were released this week. That's kind of the news. There weren't any real surprises, just some clarifications. Um, perhaps the biggest change that I saw, at least conquest-wise. Now, Netrunner, the other game that we play, took a way left turn. So, if, if, if we will stay if, away from if that. If we were running a Netrunner <laughs> podcast, we would have enough material for the year. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah, for at least, yeah, for at least a few hours. <laughs> you and, and, you know, there's there's the podcaster in me that says, oh, give me something juicy to dig my get my teeth into, and then the other, there's the player in me that says, no, don't give me something juicy, <laughs> keep it standard, keep it cool, don't, don't change the things. So, just some clarifications. The, the biggest changes, I think, were to the tourney rules, the tourney rules have eliminated intentional draws, which we uh, saw coming. The FFG had made it, uh, if not explicitly clear, implicitly clear that they're going to uh, remove intentional draws. So they've removed intentional draws from all their single game match games, yeah, right? Be, so be, yeah. Star Wars and Netrunner still have IDs because it makes sense there. Uh, but they did add a tiebreaker. So now the tiebreakers, whereas they were previously. If you haven't won, like time is called, you finish the round. If you haven't, if no one's haven't has won in the traditional way, then it goes to number of planets and number of icons, and then it would kind of stop there. The new one has added the last planet winner. So if you have the number of planets and the number of icons, then the person who won the last, the the most recently won a planet is the winner. I think that was actually in, that was actually in play just before. The brand new bit is the initiative part. There's one after. There's one more after it now, which is the, then finally the person with initiative decides if this. No, somehow, yeah, the last no planet. One, the last yeah. planet winner was in the regular rules, yeah. but not in the tournament rules. Oh, not not explicitly. Right. Oh, okay. So they moved. They migrated that over to the tournament. Right. Because the last tournament that I okay. played in, I missed the last one, but the one before that, there was that absolute dead tie that I had, and I, I sorry, I forget your name. Yeah. Uh, Leon. Leon. Yeah. That I mean, because we both had two planets, we both had three icons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, that, well, that would have jumped down now. I mean, like. In, at, at the time, they still had the one point draw, pretty sure. Yep. Right, yep. and, and yep. that one we drew, yeah. Right, so then you I, have but a modified. That, that had to be what, so you 10 have a two ago? point. You have a two point draw, mm-hmm. and you used to have a modified win versus a modified loss, where you had four points and one point. Mm-hmm. Now there's no point for losing at all. So you have a modified win, which is the timed win if you win on tiebreakers, any one of those tiebreakers we mm-hmm. previously mentioned. But then you only have four points for that win, and you don't get any points for the loss. That's kind of the, really the biggest change. They added some uh, specific language about framework of event event triggers and nested framing and that. That's, that actually, kind of that's thing. actually a good one to be fair. It's worth, so. worth mentioning quickly. Basically, like it says, whenever you whenever you cause a framework event, something that's part of normal structure, it happens the next time it can legally happen. It doesn't immediately nest in. 
So if you were to cause a an additional range skirmish, for example, you don't immediately resolve that. You wait until the next point in the window when a range skirmish could start. Right. Okay. right. Which is which is the edge case, but really really important. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, conquest is the kind of the stable uh, boat, the large boat in the. Uh, rough waters that is the sea of uh, fac and tourney rules getting released. Netrunner took a. Netrunner is the smaller boat in the bigger ocean. So, but <laughs> it's a dinghy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, there were some real changes uh, there. What, what, what was that? What is the movie with their finest hour? I haven't seen it, but just saw the 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 one with Chris with uh, Captain Kirk. You know, Chris Pike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the new Star Treks. Anyway, um, and like the boat gets ripped. In half. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, shredded. And, and, so, and right. they're just kinda, everybody's kind of like, well, hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. That kind of sucks. So that that's good. I, I, li- I like the fact that, I, and you know, I, I'm trying to remember back to when Netrunner was a year and a half old, and there wasn't. Any fact, and here's to hoping that conquest doesn't have to go through any of these things, but they're completely unforeseen. Like yeah, you, you, yeah. you well, create card combinations, yeah. but I think the the deck building aspect, the deck building rules of conquest, and Brad's obvious attention to detail on some of these things, that yeah, some of the triggering events and framework events, those kind of things might need some clarification, but as far as deck building goes. Because of the deck building conquest uh, being more limited than the kind of open deck building in Netrunner, uh, I, I don't see those kind of things coming to conquest anytime soon. Well, do you see the? Do you think the big the big deal with Netrunner is the fact the card pool? Card pool's got to be what three times the size of conquest. Oh, well, yeah, but it's I think it's more the open deck building. It's the I think it's system. the influence system ah, allows you okay. to pull in any one deck. With the exception of corp decks and agendas, in any one deck, and I'm sorry we're getting off conquest here, folks, but in any, in any one deck, the corp you no, can no, include that, all that, those cards. That makes no, that right? makes conquest much more sense. Conquest says you can, you're this person, and with the exception of Gorzod and maybe Necron, ne- Gorzod, Necron, Starblaze, you have a limited number of choices. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So as a designer, that also opens up possibilities for you, and as, as, and you well, pair that with the loyalty. Right. With the loyalty tag that you can put on cards, saying, "Okay, you know what? This is no that, 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 that makes much that makes much more sense than than when you were saying open. Now I understand what you meant by open design, because there are limit there are you are limited in the factions. It's not like oh boy, I, I really like Archon's Terror, so it doesn't matter what I'm playing, <laughs> I'm taking as many Archon's Terrors as I can. I will pay yeah. my three or four influence. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like yeah, you have yeah. for the account siphon. It doesn't matter what you're playing; you want to play account right. siphon, right? As a runner. Yeah. Um, no, 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 I, I understand it a, a lot better now. And I, I think that the nice thing with the Warlords were even when they break that rule, it's all or nothing. You don't get to go, okay, if I'm Gorzod, I'll take my Astro Militarium units that I can normally pair with, and I'm going to take Space Marine vehicles right. if I want. Right. Or, or Shadow Sun, right. you know, it's like, oh, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I have my Tau, and, and I'll, take, uh, I'll, I'll take my Eldar allies, and I'll take Space Marines. You don't yeah. get that. You, get, right. you yeah. only well, and, get and, that. And we've talked about, like, the, the conversations have already... We had a conversation the other night, uh, uh, my group did, down at Total Escape, and we were talking about uh, Maxim, Grigory Maxim coming in and forgiving, <laughs> and how cool <laughs> he, he is, and how there aren't that many yeah. tanks, and how people are trying to play Gorzod 
but they can't bring in the non-vehicle AM units and the right. non-vehicle SM units mm -hmm. and how they would love to bring in one non-vehicle AM unit, but they can't, right? right. The, the, the one that protects elites that came out in the most recent pack, the AM unit that protects elites, he would love, I would love to have that unit mm -hmm. that was obvious, so obviously built for, well, not so obvious, but he seems to be built for Maxim. And I can't remember the name of the unit. And it's, it's, it's escaped me right now. There's, um, <clears throat> talking about the deck building problem, there's an interesting awareness of that just popping up. Um, if you've been watching the Netrunner stuff, and it does kind of link around to what we're talking about, that um, the new old new IDs that have been spoiled have got less influence. So first of all, that could be could be the um, the um, critical look, which is the designers going, uh, we need to reduce the space you've got to like make this ability too powerful, yeah. so we're going to cut your influence back. Not only as a bouncing mechanic, but as their brain going, we need them to have three less, so we can yeah, just, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, can yeah, catch yeah, down, yeah. so we can tighten in the possibilities. Well, there's some to that, but yeah. the, the new but, but there's also the other side. The of that new means, one that just got released in 23 seconds doesn't it have yeah. 17 influence. Yeah, no, no, it's oh, a, okay. I'm pretty sure okay. it's a 15. But okay. um, it, well, even even so, the point being that on the other hand, you've got the simple answer of well, if we cut that back, we can make the power more interesting. Which of course they can. Their newer cards can be more, a little more power skewed because they know they've they've immediately reduced the problem. Whereas with um, the comparison you're making before with Gorzod, it's not so much Gorzod going. I, I I'd love to have space marine vehicles and AM vehicles. It's Gorzod going. Hmm. I would love to have those um, Astromilitarum vehicles. That's my special ability. But I'm really looking at Nazdrek's signature set. Hmm. Yeah. That, and that's that's the difference in problem is when you buy a Warlord, you've got that package that goes. Here is your core ability. Here is your core power level. Right. Go get your other toys, and he can't go. Yeah, it'd be really nice to have like you know Zogwerts um, snotling a bit, snotling um, trick. That'd be fantastic, and some horrible broken monster yeah. developing from oh, there. Yeah. You know. So I the mean, card that I was talking about earlier was this Vostroyan officer, the two cost, one three unit with one command icon. It's a Vostroya soldier. Each elite unit you control at this planet gains immune to enemy events. Yeah. And you know, there's a we're seeing a theme here. The art, the art, the theme lends itself to Gregory, and you have. I, my guess is that if that I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little a few more elite tanks right the five cost tanks we have a few mm -hmm. right so so Grigory can play those and he can have these in his in his uh, deck as well to protect those elite tanks and make them more worth well, it. I mean it, Lehman Russ is an elite tank mm hmm Oh my God! Can you imagine Lehman Russes being protected? <laughs> I've, I've already, I've already got my, I've already got my, I already have my Maxim deck kind of, kind of spaced out. Yes, yes, people, Dozer Blade is in it. Dozer Blade is in it. I was going to go for the tone lower and say, can you imagine the Lehman Russ? I'm like, I'm like, John's already been to the bathroom twice this morning, so we can't, we can't wow. do that again. Oh. <laughs> like I said, Maxim, Maxim makes me tingle. <laughs> It's, uh, I'm looking forward to him. Uh, I got him. Yeah, no. yeah well, so, I'm, I'm saying make the point there. It's, it's also getting a clear theme for him of defensiveness. I think in some ways Maxim might become um, the uh, overly typical elite style deck, which is here is one, my one big guy. Yeah. Do what you can. He's living through this. Yeah, but if you feel yeah. free, he is going to survive. You know, yeah. you can't hit him with events. He sends you in can't a tank. Damage the to tank, him. Yeah. The tank. So, so in what, what itself the, wins a planet. What, yeah, what, you know. what does the Vestorian officer do again? He protects elite units. Like elite. Uh, sorry, immune to events. Elite units become uh, immune to enemy events. Damage. I routing, really, really, really exhausting. want a counter to friggin' Clavex War Leader. <laughs> That's Backlash. it. Backlash. 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 Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not an event, but backlash is your is is backlash, is, backlash so, is, the, so, is the niche one. Yeah, there, you know. But that's that's the point. You put the tank guy down, and appropriate a, a what we expect right now is a commonly built maxim deck. Either goes 
I'm going to do damage to you. I've got a support in hand. Um, Here's, I'm, yeah, 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 like a support <laughs> is against the against, tank. Against the tank is two, two shields, two shield, right? two shield yeah. minimum, yeah. Right. Against his signature against, squad is a three shield. <laughs> it's a three shield. So yeah. I don't know that you need to worry about. I mean, there's, there's no, that, no, there's that, no. That's that exactly happening. what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. The reason being is because you are not going to whittle me down. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to get me, you're going to get me with Archon's Terror, and you're going to get me with Clavex War Leader. So, 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 so officer protects against so, Archon's Terror. terror. You know, backlash, yeah, backlash, you know, uh, indirect damage, all that kind of garbage. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so, this is really going to be a deck where it's going. I definitely see a toolbox kind of approach. Like, all right, what, what, you know. As long as I avoid the doom, unless there happens to be, uh, you know, unique tanks that later come out, which <laughs> would be insane. <laughs> like, like, well, like name dreadnoughts. I mean, like there is in the lore. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a good space in. in I need to see what they cost. Yeah, yeah there's a good yeah. space in guard stuff for um, when they got into the armored company section of their army of having tanks unique to certain jobs. We've seen a few of them so yeah. far. Yeah, in the you've, got the you've got the Mordian as the flame as the flame uh -huh. tank. You've got um, the basilisk as its range artillery. But there's a large number of variants on both the Rus chassis and another and the Chimera one. Yeah, the, the, the Hellhound is a variant on that. But the Steel Ocean Chimera isn't a tank, is it? Is it classified as a tank? No, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's like a big yeah, exactly. Part. It's well, like a big ABC. All based on, yeah, exactly. They're all based because on ABC frames. Yeah, yeah. Now, great. Yeah, it's armed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm remembering the the uh, uh, some of the the Gaunt novels where they're talking. They Mm -hmm. There's one battle, and well, that's and, what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. discuss some of the armor and the everything. Tank but destroy unit. It turns over there is a classic example. Yeah, the, the chimeras are more kind of, thing we could see. more of like here's the big heavy armored transport, right? And it's firing and clearing a path, and the troops are shielded behind it, mm -hmm. right? Which yeah. so so that reflects incredibly well in the. In I, the guess game, the, I guess the I guess the art on the chimera. That, 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 I guess the art on the chimera would imply. Yeah. It says vehicle transport, right? Yeah. Right. Well, it's the, it's but it is a tank. It's a. Yeah. It's well, a, that's, well that's it, it, all as, as we all commonly a, know them to be. Most gets, most yeah. APCs have some kind of have uh, just just my not that I've ever served in the military, but a big history buff. Most APCs have some sort of uh, crew served weapon. Oh, absolutely, because, absolutely. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree, and yeah, I don't. Well, and the, they just and don't have the big, the big super cannon. There's a Cadian blood. Novel by Aaron Dembrowski Brown. D. Uh, anyways, <laughs> th that was a th that was an AM novel, but he uses chimeras. Ooh. They don't refer to them as Steel Legion, but they refer to them as chimeras. Well, the, well, and the, it's a transport. They're well, in a well, transport. Well, well, yeah. it's a Steel with Legion with a gun on top. I would right. think the Steel Legion is probably a name of yeah. Well, that's where uh, he, of the that's where he back on saying in the same way that the um, the. Ah, example. Um, the Elysians are drop troop focused right. um, AM units from a particular planet. The Steel Legion are armored company. They're mechanized infantry. Ah, okay. That's why they shows that. That's the epitome of the mechanized infantry APC. Okay. That's why it's 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 they they use they use the modified armor and certain tactics to defend their stuff. Hence the guarding themselves. And you talk about the the, the circling the wagons kind of technique, the shielding shielding yeah. troops from an advancing um, vehicle. Um, I was going to mention, I am, I am a tiny bit more um, military knowledgeable on that kind of front. I like the tank stuff. And there is a, a good modern distinction between an APC and a tank, but yeah, it comes yeah, down to yeah, yeah. Um, structure and shielding, anti-spalling. Um, is it carrying a weapon that can take out an opposing armoured vehicle? Then it starts to fall into the tank range? Anyway, right. you know. does, does, it, does it have well, a... Does unless it have it's, a, unless yeah. it's a tank destroyer, because yeah. then, then those are usually fast and lightly armored designed to hit from ambush and, well, that, and run <laughs> true the, um, the uh, being 40k the 40k one basically is it mounts on the front of a Russ pretty much ah, okay. so it's, it's, a, it's it breaks I know what you're saying that you're talking about things like the oh what's it called 
I know my World War Two stuff. There's the the tank destroyer. When you if, if it turns up and if you guys look it up in 40k, it's based on a German design that was horrifically um, effective and made in tiny numbers during World War Two. Yeah, it's almost entirely oh, flat. Yeah. It vented it vented its um, exhaust fumes down and had a huge long cannon on the front. And the name won't come to mind because I used to drive <laughs> one in the game. And the cannon is called. Drive a blank on it too. Yeah. Anyway, here we talk about you know <laughs> Look, history. Me, me, and a couple, me and a couple of buddies play a game called War of the Tanks. It's a historical uh-huh. online shooter uh-huh. game, and it's very very accurate. Very 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 <laughs> accurate indeed. So you know. Anyway, <laughs> so, going back to the world's registration. Wow. Uh, kudos to FFG for swimming with the tide, right? Yeah. Going, uh, going with the tide. There were call-out problems on the first day. They moved to PayPal on the second day. There were... I can't remember what the second day's problems were. Oh, call-outs to PayPal were, were problematic. And then on the third day, the <laughs> servers that were used crashed. FFG's games are so popular that there's mm-hmm. between all of them we just we, we, the fandom crashed everything yeah yeah, yeah i mean FFG. i was <laughs> I, I had my I, I, the, the registration opened up at 7 p.m my time seven, and so i had everything loaded up i was ready and hit seven and i hit refresh and i got a blank screen yeah. i mean it was and, and tobin was tobin was there helping you know, helping me uh, or on the phone with me or texting me and uh, you, you were you watching a Twitter feed or something like that? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Were, there was a Twitter feed, and then like, because five seconds later you said, "Oh, seven. yeah, FFG, FFG <laughs> just just said that uh, I, we crashed everything. Yeah, that we yeah. just crashed. Their servers so, are down. <laughs> so it's like, and, and FFG was great, and they're like, "Don't panic, yeah. don't panic. Yes, everybody we will is not. It out. You know, well, well, the fact the fact it's like you're, you know, them them." Kudos to them telling the fan base, you're not the only one having problems. Everybody's having problems. Yeah. You're not going to miss out. Relax. Calm down. Because yeah. I was beginning to I was beginning to panic Yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know? well, and so I had... The, I was the water was rising. Right? <laughs> I was panicking for... I had... Because I got the regionals, I had a reserve seat. So I went through a different, slightly right, different right. system to get the first seat, which was the conquest seat. And then the first day, I tried to get Netrunner... It didn't go mm-hmm. right, and I and I was and I was pretty frustrated. And then the second day, I learned from my frustration, and I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna try. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna try." And and I just kept clicking, and I just kept, and eventually got through. Now I had to click go to PayPal like I don't know, twenty twenty five times over the course of a wow. five or ten minute period, and I had <laughs> to click. Okay, can't reach PayPal. Okay, click. So I, I'm sure these stories are are uh, abundant. Abundant. I was about to say. I was about to say. You know, how spoiled are we that we're like, oh, I had to click twenty times to finally get in to to register for an event that's that's six months away or five months away in another state. Yeah, those of us of a certain age might remember standing in line for a long time. Right, or I'm I'm sure some people are like, you know, in the nineties when I went to Gen Con, I had to mail in my (laughs) mail in my request, and then I had to wait. Six weeks from the comeback and say, no, that one's full. What other section would you like? You had to register in January, you whippersnappers. You know. Now, well, back in the 90s, Gen Con wasn't as popular. Oof. Well, It was easy, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I never... Oh, no. Well, it might not have been... It might, it, it, less people doesn't necessarily mean easier. No, no. Because, anything, because anything you know, I mean, anything. if you're doing things by hand and mail... Yeah, 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 it's yeah. all proportional. There's less people working on it. Yeah. I was, um, I was watching a lot of the, <laughs> seeing a lot of the forum stuff, particularly the Reddit ones, and one of the Netrunner guys who's, who 
I don't want to call him out by name, and I think I recognise him as a new uh, player who was like massive rant about not being able to get into um, Gen Con stuff, not being able to sign up for the thing, and all these things went wrong. And then, and basically, the general response from the Reddit was, "Yeah, it's always like this. It's okay. You'll make it. It's cool. Just, just, just chill." And yeah. Like, uh, and, moments and, after, FFG replied with, "Like, okay, so we're changing our thing tomorrow. Here's another chance to go and do right. all this." And, and Gen Con, Gen Con, everybody understands that it's massively popular, and you're trying to get into a into these things the larger events have larger caps mm-hmm. so the attention is that they're not full as last I looked the Netrunner one was had a 300 cap it's not full yet uh, Game of Thrones had a 220 cap it filled up mm-hmm. Conquest hasn't filled up Star Wars hasn't filled up I don't know about X-Wing mm-hmm. I didn't honestly I I'd be surprised it's not laid X-Wing out is the, the yeah. really low on my <laughs> radar, on my radar. Yeah. so um, you know, Gen Con, and everybody knows, you, you click that Sunday morning, and you get put into line randomly, and I think I got in line, and I was in the low 2000s, and I got all my stuff. Jason, a friend of the podcast, he got like 7,000, and he got all but one or two events that I got into. It's, it's, it is what it is, right? People, people take that. This is to be, FFG, yeah. they're learning. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they're doing, I want to, I want to, I don't want to get into this too long, right? But they, they changed every day. Obviously, the changes were a little bit better, but not completely solving the problem. And then uh, that following Friday, they said, hey, if you have any issues, please let us know. Exactly. Let us Tell us how you were affected, how you were impacted by this. And it seems like they're, they're mindful of the challenges that we all had and the challenges that they had, frankly. I mean, they're a big company. They don't want to screw this up. They give a lot of thought to it. And, and, they, and it still went sideways. Right, they're gonna do. They're gonna do right by us. I, 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 I understand the frustration. It sucks. Yeah, to be, it sucks to not get into worlds. To, to be topical wanna, and kind of date this something for like, for future posterity. This is the Pokemon yeah. Go problem. We've got a great. We've got a great Pokemon <laughs> oh Go open on Thursday. Oh gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, servers yeah. immediately imploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was such. I didn't know the game had been released. I knew nothing about it. And the first thing I heard was. The servers just boom straight through yep. the ground yeah. Yeah. because they got hundreds times more the yeah. response they expected. Yeah, you know, and, and and part of me, the the IT engineer in me, smiles at that. Not not that the servers crashed. I don't know whoever works in IT. There is a constant battle between the people who actually do the work behind the scenes and the people who control the money. We never the people who do the work behind the scenes never control the money. Okay, right. because we'd have the best toys and we would spend all our money. Um, there's always a balance, and, and you know, not not to throw shade. There's always a balance in business. You have to have people that have the bottom line in, in mind. But so infrastructure wise, the engineers always, always, always overbuild. We always want to. Over, I should say we always want to overbuild. I'm sure the Pokemon engineer, Pokemon computer techs, the engineers, they're like, we need a thousand servers. They want to be able to spin things up in moments. They're going to have well, they're, yeah, they're going yeah, to have dynamic DNS. They're going to have all this kind of stuff. And that's things, what happened with FFG. Yeah, well, right? things yeah. to do on the fly, right? And then you go. No, you know, yeah, and so, that's what so, happened with FFG. It's like yeah. you got you have to you have to weigh the risks with the co- with the benefits and so on and so forth. And yeah. you know, FFG maybe they were able to collect some data that first day to say how many requests there were that 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 caused everything to go sideways. Maybe they were able to rec- make those requests on day two to figure out what went sideways mm-hmm. there, so that next time they're better prepared. You know, it it just is what it is. Hopefully, everything's learning. 
the unfortunate part with the the limitation with FFG is they and and I like to see this. They had three days and they changed every day. They try to be better every mm -hmm. single day, mm -hmm. and we won't see the fruits of those labors until next year, mm -hmm. when they're when they set out their world's registration process. So at least this time we got to see. Okay, they tried to improve every single day. Last year there was one single day. It went sideways quickly, and they couldn't really recover. They couldn't right. show that they had grown. Yeah. But we, I saw growth in those three days. They, and they were very quick in trying to respond to the problems they saw from one day to the next. Right. And we'll see the fruits of those labors and coming. I up. would say as well to cap the whole thing off. Um, if you are one of the people who was negatively affected, if whatever reason you haven't got, either haven't got into what you were planning to get in for, some of them filled, or you were put off by the process and couldn't and didn't carry on, basically tell FFG. Yeah. Be polite, be concise, there's no point yelling at them, that's not going to get us nowhere, but go, like, look, these are the problems I had. Because right. if they know those things, they can try and fix them. If yep. no yeah, one says yeah, anything, they yeah. have no idea. And sometimes, know? sometimes you know, it's not a technological fix. Sometimes it might be a process of course, that, yeah. that they can fix here. Because, I mean, basically, when a bunch of requests come into a, come into a server and it overloads it, I mean, it's just basically, it's a denial of service stack. It doesn't matter if it's malicious intent or that we're just, no, we're just yeah. trying to, everybody's yeah. trying to register at yeah. this there time. Is, there is a doorway. It, it, the doorway is designed to find yeah. people through which 50 are trying to fit. Yeah. That is the problem. Or, or maybe, you know, well, yeah. maybe a couple yeah, of thousand. Yeah, 10 people are designed to go through and 50,000 people are, are well, clamoring at the, the front door. of the building. Yeah, yeah precisely. All right, so let's move on to actual gameplay. Actual strategy. Well, there you go. So, um, FFG, FFG, so. your service has just been bloodied. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> now what? Your warlord is... I love it! Uh, Segway warning. Thank you. Oh, Segway warning. That was good, Carl. <laughs> wow, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I agree completely. All right, I agree so completely. One of, wow, one They're still working. They're just not working as well that as well. That hurt. Uh, that hurts, Carl. <laughs> I, I think I'm physically ill from that. <laughs> Okay, so like, one of like the it. questions on Card Game DB, the thread started by fi Fighting Willu. Wow, I can't get those words out. That was bad. Anyhow, <laughs> one of the questions was, I just got bloodied. Now, how do I win? I have some ideas on this, but I'll let you guys. Well, I'm, I'm going to open with a quick example. Um, <laughs> kind of counter one. We did a small tournament recently. I took a um, Ragnar deck I've been messing around with since we got the new Deep Strikers and mm -hmm. the... Um, the now ubiquitous standard bearer from the Necron box, which is fantastic, that kind yep. of thing. And I, I won every single game I played before I went to the tournament. Should mention I went 2 0 and um, ID'd my last one at the tournament, but hey, tournament stuff is tournament stuff. Um, it just did not go my way. But I had two games where Ragnar was bloodied within the second planet. And I won each game. <laughs> and, I won it, and I won each game mm -hmm. because I looked at the table and went, hmm, I can let him get bloodied. I can let it happen. I can look at the situation and go, I can risk him getting injured or I can back off this planet. And each time I was in a situation where it was, I should let him get bloodied. Yeah. It's fine, it's, it's right now, it's the right call. Now, that's, I don't know whether that's exactly the same question we're talking about here. It's, I no, think, I, I think maybe it, it, I think maybe it tails is, into it. Yeah, I think it's a 50-50 split between, I could let my warlord get bloodied, does that gain me anything? Yeah. And, holy cow, he just laid my warlord, I wasn't ready for that, what do I do now? Right. Kind of feel. Yeah, there's, there's definitely two things. Definitely yeah. two things. Yeah, 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 I mean, there's, and, and we've talk, we talked about that in, in some of the preparation for this episode is you just got bloodied how do you win did you win in your efforts to get did yes. did you get bloodied in your efforts to win exactly because yes. in one case la last uh, two nights ago I was playing uh, an Omega player uh, my war deck against an Omega player which I was excited about because I hadn't played 
Omega as War yet, and I was interested in seeing this. And I put War up, and I, and I said, okay, there was there's a Green Planet flop. The flop was definitely in my favor. One of the things was on Second Planet, I, I had the opportunity to move to to bring War back, and not have him bloody, right? To save him, or I could sacrifice War to to have an attempt. You know, I I could I could very well put War up to be bloodied to bloody Omega. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I got to bloody Omega. Mm-hmm. Because if you blo- cuz he had four planets infested. Mm-hmm. If I can bloody him, that completely just cuts yeah. him off at the knees. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it might be well, worse it, and it might be worse than war. It might be worse than bloodying war than bloodying war. I that we we talked about that a little bit. It's basically even Steven, I think. It depends. It depends on the having with enjoying and playing Omega a fair old bit. It depends what your plan was for the next turn or so. If right. you were relying on ambushing a good fight out, yeah, bloodying Omega completely screws right. you. If well, you have enough in hand to be able to at least swarm out in the regular deploy phase, it's going to change your deployment phase entirely. Oh yeah, yeah, be, and yeah, that's what it does. The units, it it makes know, the yeah. units. It 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 forces them to. It forces the Omega player to deploy the units early before mm-hmm. they know anything, right? Yeah, the Omega player really takes advantage of the fact that, okay, I know where you are, I see where you've committed, now I can move, now yeah. I can act, right? Or, so or in fact, choose not Omega to. Omega player is, no, yeah. is a reactive deck, mm. and you're saying, okay, now you got to play proactively. Yeah. And so I, I went forth, I, I bloodied Omega, and I got war bloodied, and I, <laughs> then I avoided things, and it was easy enough, right? It mm. was easy enough. Now... In those cases where you get to make the choice, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because then you can choose. Then part of that choice, part of that decision structure, is how many planets are left. Can I avoid getting hit, mm-hmm. right? Can I avoid getting it? And where do I have initiative? Do mm-hmm. I have initiative at most of the planets? Because that's very important too. Yeah. Because yeah, because you always retreat with the warlord. Yeah, you you retreat with the warlord. If you can't retreat, you're like I'm putting myself up on the on the pedestal and I hope that I don't get shot by a sniper's bullet, right? Yeah. And and I so so there's there's that. You have to consider when you're when you're setting yourself up to be bloody. Mm-hmm. If you have that decision, one of the things you have to think about is how many more times do I have initiative and can I avoid their planets? If they have combat units, if they have units that can punch you at the remaining units and you're not you think you're going to get into combat, you're going to take some hits, you really got to consider avoiding getting bloody. Yeah, well, it also depends, you know, who are what, who are your, who's your opponent? Yeah. Yep, because yep. if it's Arcan, Selene, Moore, you're like, oh, I don't want, I would definitely want to stay away from red planets. Yep. If you're playing somebody who's uh, Astro Militarum, it's like, well, it doesn't matter where I go. If, if you show up at a planet, even if you have initiative thinking, I'm just going to retreat. Tobin's caught me this plenty of times, like, preemptive barrage. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to take a hail of bullets to the face before I before I get to retreat. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's more. Yeah. I, that's why I think I've assassinated more beyond my expectations with that war deck mm-hmm. because yeah. I get there and you have initiative. Yeah, great. But you know what? I have three ranged units. Yeah, right. Or I Ragnar- have two ranged units. I have one ranged unit with a katakaton. Right. Yeah. Like, boom. Here you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I sometimes I'm usually sometimes I'm I'm able to successfully avoid Ragnar. When I've been bloodied, you know, and right, I, right, I, right, with right, Ragnar right. trying to hunt me down, I have been able to avoid that. Um, I've been killed more times playing playing you when you're playing Astro Militarum than, than when you're playing Ragnar. Yeah, and I'd say that's that's the extreme version of what what I think you're mentioning there is considering your opponent. That's the big deal. 
by bloodying myself, am I putting myself in the place where the opponent's all cool? When I'm ready, I can ki try and kill you. I have too many ways to do it. Bloodying yourself against Omega with an infested mm. table is suicidal. I mean, that's an extreme, <laughs> flat, it's an extreme yeah, version, yes. but yeah, I, I will spend true. my time drawing the things to go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, my only focus is you die. Yeah, there, yeah, there, are, yeah, de there yeah. are definitely things that you aren't going to be able to avoid. Yeah. But um, I mean, like those warlords are the ones where the risk is far higher. Yeah. You know, against you know you're, war, playing, you're playing Ragnar, and there's only yeah. three planets. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know. well, Ragnar goes to the middle one, and then he hunts you down. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I definitely, I think, agree. It's, you know, that that's definitely a, another tactical question. When do you, when you have a choice to bloody your warlord? Right, right, right. Absolutely. You, ha you have to get maximum value out of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you've got you've to either, obviously, stop your opponent from winning. You're bloodying their warlord. You're winning because well, it doesn't matter getting, if you get bloody, or or, 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 you're, or you're getting up and you're you get you're pulling out a, a planet win that all of a sudden puts you in the in capricity to win. That's yes. the big one, yeah. right? Because yeah. very very rarely do you get the opportunity to bloody your warlord and bloody theirs. There's yeah. some there's some of that, but bloodying your warlord to set yourself up to say, okay, now I have two out of the next three planets are my win condition, and if I win this one. None of the three planets are your win condition. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now you have to protect all three, you have, or you have to protect two of them, and I only have to win one. Right. And, so well, I, can I set mean, myself there's up. a and game that's, that that's in conquest. That's catbird seat, where you have the the planet one and planet two. I'm in the catbird seat. If planet one, planet two both win me the game, mm -hmm. but you have to, and, you have to but protect two both. Do, but one doesn't win my opponent the game. Yeah. He just has to protect one. And so I get to like, okay, you have to split your forces. I get to focus mine yeah. in whatever way I so desire. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and so, um, so let, you know, let's take a look at it from uh, when it doesn't happen. When it doesn't yeah, happen, like, like, I think he's what the question is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so Archon Selene Moore and her raider has ambushed out a shuriken catapult. You've taken spikes to the face, and you're now bloodied. Right. As Jason did that to me so many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point, my play style is like, all right, um, one, I definitely have to avoid that trigger. I have to avoid red planets if I can. But I'm trying to send, at that point, I'm trying to, like, all right, my Warlord is really only a command unit in my mind. Maybe I can trigger a battle ability if I'm going to go to a planet where my opponent's only got a Void Pirate. Right. Right? Okay, great. I can kill that guy. And, and and not worry about you know preemptive barrage Katachan. If I had to kill a soldier, up oh, the Elysium drop teams coming in. Yeah. Obviously, if you're Space Marines, if you're playing Space Marines, you definitely uh, drop have to, pod assault. Have to worry about drop oh, pod assault. Can I, can I just say as well? Um, you mentioned this one right there, and this is this is the, what the Ragnar deck I've been playing has been messing around with. Um, the Lone Wolf exhausts me to move it to a place with yeah. no opposing units. Yeah, no, no units I control, and the standard bearer. Right. I have not yet in any of the last last half dozen games I've played with this deck, I have not yet not had a game where it's a case of the warlord ends up a planet with nothing. The lone wolf comes over. Okay. If my opponent hasn't played me, he's all, well, okay, I'm going to run away when we when we're ready. That's fine. Then it's standard bearer ready, and you've got five damage going to the face of an exhausted warlord. Yeah. Every single game I've done it in, I've had that at least once. Yeah. Well, the opponent's and, like, and, and that's where you need to run. Yeah. No, no kidding. Right. Yeah. They just moved the lone wolf over to your planet. Yeah. Whether they have the standard bearer or not yeah. is inconsequential. You're yeah. like, and that's you have a point. plan. Yeah, yeah. You gotta leave. Don't, don't worry about <laughs> those. Yes, I'm, I'll take the pot shot. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Just run. Well, it's a trap. Well, it's to quote Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was making the point that you would go to the planet, kill the rogue trader, 
leaving yourself at a exhausted at a planet with not no none of my units there. Right. Which means the wolf is coming. And here we go. You know, yeah. yeah and it, oh, oh yeah. over and over. It's yeah, so, well so again just, that's, yeah. that's the whole Slays you know me. you know, look yeah. at your opponent because if you are playing if you are bloody against a space marine it's well, a tough. De- it's a tough deck to play anyway. Tough deck. To, tough deck to play against. You get bloodied without getting it, or you get bloodied by surprise. It's like you're in, you're in for a bad day. Sorry, I think there's just no. totally. Well, I would say my my first thought there whenever I'm bloodied, period, and even more so when it's a surprise version. Okay, how did this just change my game? Mm-hmm. Like um, with the Ragnar decks, for example, I've lost my two damage as I hit someone, and I'm, and I'm more vulnerable than I was. Not a, not a massive swing. Not gonna. My de- my game is gonna go pretty much normal. I'm still gonna be trying to be aggressive in general. I've got. I'm playing a marine, so I've got Indomitable. I've got tons of two shields, so yeah. I've got a better chance than most of, of fighting the fight. And he's a two five when he's bloodied, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's not okay. Too okay. So so then so then then here's my scenario to to change that. Like I said, it, normally I would go try snipe command all this stuff. I'm playing a Ragnar deck. I'm playing yeah. somebody. Who is actively hunting my ass down, mm-hmm. and 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 looking and looking to take me out? And I've already been bloodied. At that point, I stay with the group. Treat it like a horror film. <laughs> yes. Stay. Don't, don't separate. Don't separate. Set. Don't go exploring on your own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to. You want to. You want to stay with the group. You know, because that way, then when the big bad shows up, they kill everybody else, and you get to run. Yeah. You. 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 you <laughs> I mean, you, you guys. You guys go down to the cellar over on Planet One. I'm gonna go and check the back door with yeah. that rogue train. Yeah. Looks well, treat it like a horror. <laughs> so, so one, don't go off in the corner to go fuck. Yeah. You know, you're thinking, oh, I'm safe over here. I'm gonna get a little, little get a little <laughs> reward. It's like no, no, no. You're, you, you know, just, just one second. You're just what, gonna what, end up with a knife what, in the back. What, what type of 40k game are we talking about here exactly? I just make it clear. The new Slash Warlord has not been released yet. I might just make this clear. So, yeah. So, we're going off to Canoodle. Yeah, yeah. Canoodle. There we go. Thank you. Yes. There, it was the appropriate word. There we there, go. There, there's always, there's always. The, we, may, we may have a bleep in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> to remember your there's ah, I don't bleep it. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Because <laughs> if the Scooby, if the Scooby Doo gang had actually ever did that in a horror film they all would have died because you know Daphne and Fred Roth (laughs) oh you guys go that way Shaggy and Scooby you go that way and Velma goes exploring on her own Zelma would be the last one because she you know everybody would be picking off the friends and she'd turn around hey guys I found out it'd be nothing but monsters behind her so so what so so what we've what we've um, what we've um, managed to settle down on here is the idea that if you're in a Scooby-Doo movie make sure you all go to Planet One yes (laughs) yes exactly good good so stay stay, depending on your opponent if your opponent's actively hunting you down like Jason from Friday the 13th you know it, he's got mechanics like Lone Wolf there's Standard Bearer you know just stay with the group yeah, everybody well, else is going to die yeah, just stay I mean, with the group and you run yeah. so so this this gets to the question is you're bloodied how do you win you go and you go to a planet where hopefully you have initiative right where you where you think you'll have initiative where the trigger on the battle ability because you you have to be able to retreat and uh, and accept the battle ability be triggered go to the go to the planet where the battle ability isn't detrimental, right? Yeah, not as detrimental. Maybe yeah. it's Taurus, and and you're the guy has more units than you, and you go to Taurus because that's mm-hmm. not going to get yeah. triggered. Or you go to um, Osis Four, and and you they take a resource that you don't have, or they route a unit that you don't have, or they put a unit in play, and you have a handful of cards because you don't have anything to do. And they're not going to. Tr- they're most likely not going to trigger that because you have six cards in your hand and they have four. Yeah, beware, beware of them moving a unit over to your planet right? if you yeah. you think you're safe at a planet. Yeah. Beware. Oh, I'll trigger. Yeah. There is yeah. there is a there, um, as as a buddy of mine was saying um, recently. We're now in the movement meta. 
well and truly. They're yeah. moving units around oh, is now a F- thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm just, just thinking of what you were saying through the um, Scooby-Doo analogy. Good analogy, by the way. <laughs> um, was Maybe you've got a bit of a point there. All, all things being equal, assuming it's not obviously a ridiculous move, do you generally just go, okay, what's the most important major battle this get this, each turn? Send the Warlord there. Because you're in a big fight, you're getting another attacker in there if you absolutely need it. If you don't, you have an ability to, to stall and pull out. Mm-hmm. You presumably are doing it in a situation where there's a handful of shields and you are ready to play out. Because if your Warlord became bloodied, hopefully you didn't spend the resources to just save him from being bloodied, as it were. So you should right. be able right. to stay. And is it, is it a good general maxim just to go, okay, put him, put him right now. Because if you get him killed... The bloody Warlord? Yeah. You're talking about putting the bloody Warlord in a big battle? Yeah, because if you get him... If you get him this, it's insane. The, the price you pay from that is that you have to retreat him. Yes, you... Yeah, okay. Woohoo! Woo! I get to retreat. Yeah. But that's a combat turn. No, totally, yeah. Right? So you're... You're... If if you're pulling people with you, if there's a if there's a Warlord train coming with you, maybe mm-hmm. that's worth it. But you got to weigh those because you're going to give them an, an extra opportunity. Now, there's been... Now, here's a tactic that I have in my back pocket, but, but I've never pulled out, which is giving war or giving an Astra Militarum warlord ranged mm. who's bloodied right you give a bloodied astro militarum warlord ranged with preemptive barrage you and he, he can phase. retreat during the range phase yeah. well also right? and that's a that's something that could be that that's a tactic yeah. that i've heard of being used i haven't seen it being used yeah. well i'm i'm kind of trying to generalize a little bit cuz I'm thinking about the situation. I blooded your warlord here from the opposite side of the table. Okay. I blooded your guy. He's lost his main ability. He's dropped in, almost definitely dropped in health. Probably okay. dropped in attack. Gotcha. He goes to this big major fight. This fight is important. Right. You know, it's even if it's not the winning winning planet, it's one of the ones in. Right. And you're sat there going, "Okay, so I've got to get extra combat, and you're going to run, run away, right? So at that point, do you suddenly go, "Well, I don't attack him. I go for his other dudes." Or do you go? Is he bluffing me? Do I take? Do I go for the warlord? Because if you do, if he does go for the warlord with a non-lethal swing, of course this is you don't put him into a situation where he's going to immediately get killed right. in one go. There's, if there's something big that can kill him clean, then of course you don't do this. But the but the guy with the with the bloodied warlord, if he puts him into that fight, are you at worst trading out one of his attacks for one of your non-attacks? Because you're not going to attack with your warlord anyway. That would get you, that would that will get him killed. Do you see what I'm saying? So right. you, end up you attack. I, I think if you have the chance to hit a bloodied warlord, yeah, you do it. But it's, but in, you see what I'm saying? You could. You, it's 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 easy to see a situation where that one little I take the go could be a swing of a battle. You could be in such a close fight, particularly if you've got in a place where your warlord's bloodied. You could absolutely, be, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it saying. is a close fight. Yeah. But if you have a bloodied warlord opposite your table and you have yeah. the chance to put two damage on him, three damage on him, one damage on him, yeah. do it. And that's my point: is if, if is, is as a person with the bloodied warlord, you could use that effect. You could use that thought pattern. You know, the opponent's all, well, I've got to take a swing at him. And you could put you could pull a combat in, to your well, to yeah, your side, and, and, you know. yeah. There's you if you have shields in your hand, you could play into that. Yeah. And I've I've probably yeah. done or it even myself. Just, like you saying, have even plenty just, of shields. You have a steel legion chimera. You have these protection <laughs> devices. Yeah. You have these kinds of things. Your right? always you become bait. Yeah, but that's my point. Even if you eat, even you're, even if you're eating two or three damage, generally that's not going to kill your warlord. And that's two or three that's not going into the rest of the units. That's, that's actually going to swing. But that's yeah. a hell of a risk. It is. I mean, that's yes. A, but, but to be risk. fair, when you're all those you you're, you're half lost anyway. 
you know, most of the time. You know? Yeah. So some, you, yeah, you know. so you're saying I, yeah. you've put you've pushed you've gone all in, and you're like, yeah. all right, here we go. We're talking about the other version of the situation. But I, I mean, there's cards like Crushing Blow and Drone Defense System. Oh, of course. And, and, yeah. You know, these things that, that these things that can I, be uh, yeah. used. And, I did open with, like I said, open up on purpose with the all things being equal. Assuming you're not looking at going, he's dead. Yeah. Put him there, and it's and this one way or the other, he dies. Right. You know, in a, in a, in a close battle. In a reasonably close battle, which is not uncommon, it's pretty. I've I've seen plenty oh, yeah. of big fights where two damage somewhere would swing the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean actually, if you go back to the tournament or on one Sunday, extra tournament so, or yeah. one extra unit. Yeah, back, back on, actually on Sunday, literally I lost my first Ragnar game by one hit point. Yeah, I would. I, I if I, if it, the turn if the turn had gone played out slightly differently, I would have had a six damage on, well four damage on Ragnar, living Ragnar, having won the fight. I ended up with a exactly enough damage to kill Ragnar fight. Oh, <laughs> it's a bloody Menendi. Yeah, it was that close. So, you know, I mean, that was a situation where I had a bloody warlock there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. I don't think you play into that too often. I mean, you have to have, there has, it has, that, those are going to be corner case circumstances where you're playing into, you're, you're using your bloodied warlord as bait. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a pot, it's a strategy, yes. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be one that you successfully apply very often? Yeah. Well, it's, well it's, that, that's the great thing about the game, you know. I mean, it's like you know, you're you are risking it all. You're like, all right, I'm, yeah, I, you know, yeah. Kato's bloodied, and I've got two indomitables and a couple of two shields. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm staying. I'm, yeah, that's an ex- that's that's a more extreme version, I think, in some ways. Yeah. Obviously, the indomitable means your yeah, your technical health pool is now off the scale. Right. If you can if you can bait one big swing, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, I think that's also the the, the the point I'm kind of getting at there is you you're assuming your opponent's got perfect info. It's all well, of course, just try and kill the warlord. Right. But depending on what you've got in hand, there's, it's entirely viable both for you to go there going, I know I can keep this guy alive and get away with this, and also to go there going, I know I can't keep this guy alive. He's gonna die. He doesn't know that, right? You know, and both of those are, are strong. I think are like I'm kind of getting at the point of most of the time when the warlord's gone down, you're in trouble anyway. Like you said, you're in yeah. a lot of trouble. So at this point, maybe it's time to, to risk it a little more and see see if you can screw the guy's game, guy's game plan up. He's only got to second guess himself and put a unit or two in the wrong place. And yeah, can, can oh, I think out. you know, games of matches have swung on that. And on, on I've I've I I think I've won with. Um, Placement that my opponent wasn't suspecting, I, and I know I've lost with screwing up my placements. Like, oh, I should have put that guy on this planet instead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the quick one for me is, I, I suppose we keep mentioning Netrunner here, but the Netrunner analogy is obvious to me. This is the corpse side, handful of agendas, no real way of protecting them. Um, runners getting for everything, so this is where you just start throwing them out face down. Yep, and looking completely confident and calm about the whole thing. Yep, because I think that's the one. If you if you send your warlord to a obvious point where your opponent's all, I can kill him this turn. What are you doing? <laughs> you, you got a little niggle in. Maybe that's the the edge that will get you out of a, a, yeah, a half dead warlord. And, and, and <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I've I constantly reflect on things. Uh, maybe to the point where I'm driving myself crazy. But there's been some new folks that have uh, joined the game and said, ah, I'm really frustrated, I can't win, I'm really frustrated, I just, I can't, whatever it seems to be happening, I can't seem to get it. And I, I always talk about my 11-game loss losing streak uh-huh. last uh, two summers ago, leading into Worlds. And the fact that I applied some of those principles in Netrunner was just like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to do something unexpected. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yep. In Netrunner, that unexpectedness, because of the hidden information nature of the the game, can work to your advantage. It's more, really com- it's more powerful. Yeah. yeah, Conquest 
there's not so much hidden, the hidden information is in your hand, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's changed with the Deep Strike stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really look forward to seeing how this Deep Strike mechanic oh, evolves yeah. Yeah. And, that kind of, and those kind of things happen. But in Conquest, the surprise is in the commitment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not very much of a surprise. Oh, yeah, number one is a winning planet. We both need to go there. I want to keep initiative, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't, the hidden information is not a big deal, as you said, mm -hmm. in Conquest as it is in Netrunner. Now, having said that, there's a second question we need to address. I think we've really talked about the bloody thing. The second question on our mat, uh, on our from the from the folks at Card Game DB is uh, with the elite, with the focus on elites and the growth and obviously design space that Brad has brought to bear on supporting elites. What are some of the fundamental building blocks of building an elite deck, playing an elite deck, and these kinds of things? Uh, Thoughts. The elite decks I've seen opening up have um, gone into two flavors. One of them you might call the Space Marine version, where the prices with with some kind of assumed discounter, obviously the STC and a few other options like goes on. Their their price, the price of the elite becomes remarkably um, good value. It's too good a bargain. Yeah. So your five cost elite is suddenly a three, and just his stats mean that the deal you're getting is great. This is the um, Eldorath Bonesinger deck too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Simply yeah. Effi simple efficiency. The elites aren't massively spectacular. They don't have to be. You're getting them so cheap. So mm -hmm. you've got a kind of a kind of heavy mid-level swarm. You've got three three vehicles where you would get five small guys. Mm -hmm. You know the other version I've seen, which is the one I I'm more inclined towards right now, and I've seen more people do, is a um, here are my elites who are very expensive, and here are my tiny tiny guys who are doing my mm -hmm. command and curve. Mm -hmm. So my curve is curve is a spike. You know, right, it's it's, yeah. it's it's a U-shaped curve yeah. where you have a lot of people at the zero one mm. and not very many like at the six, three sevens. four, and then <laughs> yeah. you have and then you have a lot of people at the five six plus. Yeah. And those guys are the one the, the units that you're using there are the ones that are game swingers. Um, there's um, if you get a chance to see it, uh, Michael is doing a uh, Necron and Rakir Necron deck. This is going to sound utterly bizarre with the um, Splinter Path Acolyte and the, um, the the Slanesh Fiend, the one that moves from play, mm -hmm. mobiles around and deals damage. So it's a great it's a great start combat move over kill someone with command trick, and yeah. it's a good unit. Period. Another one I saw is Tyranids using um, some of the big swingers there, the new Tyrann effects to a degree. The Striking Ravener, the one that when it kills someone, it readies. I think it is. Is that yeah. the striking ravener? I think that's okay. the striking, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Destroy a unit, ready up. Yep. Things like that where, in the right circumstance, they are the battle. Right. They're just going right. to sit there and win mm -hmm. for you, period. Right. And yeah. I think, so, SDC fragments, let's, I'd like to maybe address deck building. Right. Mm -hmm. at, at, I, I think, first. Yeah. Yeah, I think So, does. SDC fragments and any cost reducers, you'll have to weigh whether or not you want to include the, the core set cost reducers for those faction-specific folks. At least but one, I think. Still, still not necessarily worth it. I think yeah. with the card space, there's so many twos right now. You know, with, with between the SCC and the but there's thing. only the, there's only what there's Bone Seeker Choir. Mm -hmm. He's got the Salomon Kit Enclave. Mm -hmm. There's a SCC, the fragment itself. Yeah, well, the SCC yeah. fragment go yeah. anything else? And but if you go to and you have a digestion pool, which is the other reason. Okay, but yeah. so there's not there's not really uh, unless you're playing a warlord out of out of Eldar or Tau. You don't get those other two ones. Yeah. Honestly, haven't tried an, an, a, a modern elite one with the old with the old school reducers, so can't say for yeah. sure. Because obviously, yeah. we're taking reducers anyway, so maybe you've got a point. Maybe you do look at some of them, but yeah, haven't haven't I, seen. I mean, I, I think I think at least one, and definitely I think you, your deck building. You have to my 
My problem is I always try to include way too many tricks. Like, oh, this is a cool combination. This is a cool combination. This is a cool combination. And I put too many into a deck, and therefore it doesn't work because I only get parts of one and part of the other. Um, so either mm -hmm. you want to do cost reducers, I think, or you want to do incredibly cheap command units and you just out-command them. Yeah. To th thinking to like I'm, okay. you know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose, I, I'm going to lose planet one and two. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've got a Necron deck that I that I'm playing, trying to play around with, um, and then I think not only do you, with with getting the elites out, okay, I'm getting bigger and better units for the most part. The one problem that I'm facing is that when I do have enough to finally get out that one big unit. There's either tricks to get rid of it, or there is, or the swarm that my opponent has been able to put out, the number of units my opponent's been able to put out, is is still too much for that one unit to handle. Yeah. So how do I get, how do I make that unit stick around? How do I make that unit even better than it is? Yeah. And that's what I've seen is um, a lot of those units being used are either ones, like I say, that in that circumstance will win the fight. They're yeah. simply good enough and powerful enough to get around it, or the the support is being taken. Um, I'm trying to think of a reasonable. I played against a uh, Baharov Eldar deck, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was readying the. F I think it was the Fire Prison that readies itself after yeah. uh, after it strikes. So that was an example of he threw it down at a five opposing using planet, and if I'm, and without me doing some counter tricks to really get rid of the Fire Prism, it was going to win the whole fight on its own. It was just going to blaze through, you know. Um, Obviously, the vehicle, if you're going vehicle elites, things like the drone attachments are a good... The, the drone defense points are yeah, one that the, will swing the, the whole the fight. The fire too. prism? I thought that was one that's ranged. Like I said, don't, 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 don't quote me on that. I'm trying it to remember the situation. The, it was the drone... It's the drone that came out in the last pack. It's three cost, three, three, that readies after he attacks. Yeah. yeah. After you resolve his attack. Is that the one? Don't know. I'll, I'll have to go and check. Red, but either way, it was an Eldar deck. Red cow. Yeah, yeah, that's the one yeah. I was thinking. Like, that, well, that, that one's the striking guy. Yeah, he's a classic example. That one's example, insane. Yeah. There was yeah. some other trick that you had where he was going to get multiple strikes and, and swing the fight enough, basically. Okay. Yeah. It's very okay. vaguely, but I remember it clearly as being one of the first occasions I'd gone, oh, okay, here's a single elite who was going to win this fight. Yeah, so, he's, so he's if you're able to do that, I mean, that's pretty sweet. Well, and I think and I think you, because you need to protect your elites, because you need to include backlashes, and maybe some more shield cards. And fall back. And fall back. And mm. um, I, I've thought about, you know, I'm playing a Kugoth one that has 25 units in it. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty low. I yeah. usually stick with 27, 28, and going to that, losing those two or three uh, is pretty rough. My cost curve is not quite what it needs to be. I think I need to go a little bit lower. Like, I, I have... I'm still, I, I'm, I'm trying to shed some of that stuff, whereas I have the high-cost units. I think I have eight, uh, five or betters in there, maybe maybe nine, but I also have maybe too many threes and fours. So I need to shed some of those threes and fours and make them ones and twos. Mm -hmm. Seems to be a place. Complete side note, have you guys played against or seen the four-unit Kugaf deck? No. Sign signatures, um, supports, and death. No, no. It's awful. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, if I mean, if the guy, the guy has to pull something at some point to win battles, but it's. You sit down in front of it and go, "How do I play against <laughs> this?" Oh, everyone's dead again. Oh my! You know, the table doesn't have units on it. It's a completely wow. different story. But <laughs> ridiculous. If you haven't seen it yet, it's ridiculous. Flat out ridiculous. You know. Actually, yeah. Right. To be fair, if you do come to the around the haunted game cafe, smash a gun batteries. Are in evidence yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh my word! Oh Damn really? It. Oh my! Oh. Uh, uh, and that's that's where the elites come in because I was playing 
when the uh, Necrons first came out, I had a big elite heavy spamming them out, and it became a case of I'm gonna soak all that damage onto this monolith over here. He's done his job. He can go, you know. So I could live through it just by going, I'll dump six on this one guy, and he's still alive. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, but that's definitely one of the ones I'm seeing with elite too. Is that whole just, just soaking up the punishment? I can't think of an elite that has a low health pool relatively. So you can you can win fights by sheer tankiness, right? You know, right. Probably the probably the one biggest glass cannon w- might be the possessed. Yeah, that's he's, a, a, he's the classic that's a, example. That's a yeah. four, and that's only comparative. Four yeah, and, that, and it's a thing. A yeah, yeah. Four, nine four, isn't it? Whatever. Well, exactly well, and that's you know. the thing I was yeah. thinking of because it's, it's just kind of like okay, he's the one. Yeah, otherwise it's five, six, even seven health. health yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The vicious blood letter is a four four, mm-hmm. right? But with, uh, with three to everyone's face is the yeah 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 difference yeah, yeah. there. So, yeah, you know. so he's is it a four four? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That's why you almost always AOE with him. Mm-hmm. Fourth yeah. there or three to everybody? Eh, three uh, to everybody. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if there's two units, you're AOE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, pretty much. Uh, you know, Gleeful Plague Beast is a three five. Now it does mm-hmm. a damage to itself immediately, so it's really a three four. Yeah. Um, but it, so is everything else. Yes. Like everything right. else gets its right. gets a hit. So, there might be some five threes, but I don't. Th- I don't know if they're elites. That's the thing. I don't yeah. think they're really so. So so we, so that's the deck building. That's the deck building. How do you play? How do you play those decks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I've I've thought about this. I I have the Kugoth Elite deck with twenty five in it. It's been, it's it's. I think it's exactly fifty percent. It's two two wins, two losses, and the losses have been tragic. Just. So the other two were just I, I happened to get stumps. the other <laughs> yeah. two I had played Phallus Banner honestly mm-hmm. and Kugoth and when Kugoth has his banner on him he can win a planet against multiple units quite easily. Oh yeah, it's oh insane. yeah, insane. Oh yes, right? oh yeah. You want to hit me for four times? You want to hit me? I'll hit you for one, moving two off and. Boof, and then you hit me for three, and I ready. So, I mean, he can't do, he can't take on uh, three or four or five units, but he can take two on, mm-hmm. right? Pretty, pretty easy. Well, with decent shield in hand, you can get through those guys. Oh, yeah, That's a yeah. Horrible decent bit. shields. Yeah. Fetid, fetid haze. If you have a fetid haze. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, fetid so, haze is the big so thing. So, yeah. if, if you are playing that elite deck, are you looking at it as like, all right, well, planet one, planet two. I'm not really going to have any kind of army on the board until planet three? Either that, or it's the the um, the STC monolith opening. The my first turn is I am placing board presence. You you almost definitely don't. Oh have yeah, well if you get an STC monolith and, and yeah, some yeah. way to discard units. Yeah. I, I, oh well, well okay. monolith yeah. in and of itself is as a, a way compa- to discard as, as a comparison. Holy you know, just moly! Big guy. I I got decked the other night by Doug Keister. <laughs> he did that to me. I'm, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you. I got decked. Oh yeah, I can, we've wow. had a couple. We've had a couple of close ones. Weight of eons. He he played one the first turn, uh, one the second turn, one the third turn, and and I, I countered my deck. I said, okay, I got. I have 24 cards in my deck. I have until the end of planet six, and then something happened, and oh, he won planet five. Therefore, planet six was not my winning condition, and I knew I'm like, okay. That's the end of the game. Yeah. Yay! I was going to say, if anyone, if anyone can can sit there long enough and stay alive, it's Necrons. Oh yeah. Just wait you out. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, um, uh, in, I haven't got around to playing a, bit, a proper elite one, barring like I said, that whole the typical for elite Necrons to see how they stick deck. Um, but looking at how people have been playing it and thinking of it myself now, mindset wise, I think it's a bit like running the a Tyranid deck. You kind of think of your warlord and his big friend. 
and so you, you imagine the way you would send you would use a synapse you kind of do that in the deployment phase you know what i'm saying lay a few th small things out where's the big important point that this guy can go because most of the time nowadays you've either got ways to move or ways to change what matters on the board so you can kind of think in terms of i'm placing this elite into part into a section of the table where he's going to matter at these places right and so do you include him with your warlord train do you is it a Depends, is it a warlord? On the, is it a warlord follower, basically? Yeah. Like you say, your elite? depends on the elite. Yeah, you know, some of them, some of them definitely, some of them depends because unique. The, you know? I mean, the... Soul Grinder is a great warlord yes. follower. Oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah, first planet every every time. Go, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah, you win, you win, you win command there, and they immediately sacrifice Wrong. a unit, yeah. yeah, or destroy a unit. But um, one of the things that I that I've been toying with is um, all the. All the all the units that give bonus resources. Yep, mm -hmm. players right? slavers, rogue traders. Yeah, de scrap de nabas. De depending on, depending on what, yeah, scrap nabas or uh, the Selim Pioneer because I'm, I'm playing Orc and I'm playing Tau. Uh, I use, I have them in my warlord train now. It makes it predictable in the fact that my warlord is going to a red planet. Right. You know, but if I've got three or four units tagging along with my warlord. Yeah. That is really a, a tough thing for my opponent to kind of sit there. God, I really got to stop that. Yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, while everybody's exhausted, if there's not tricks to, to unexhaust everything, uh, especially if some devil fish are coming along after they commit, they're they ready. Um, the, the, to, to get an incredible resource advantage and then be able to play out a couple of elites at the last couple of planets. Yeah. It's kind of an idea I'm toying with, and okay. whether, like I said, I built decks. I got three brand new decks to try out today, so it's going to be interesting. Though none of them are really that elite heavy. I have I have been using that tactic more often, more and more often recently, of, of putting in support, resource and card support units alongside the main warlord fight. Mm -hmm. I think it was um, Omega that got me to do it most of the time because of the protecting the venom throat harvester combo. Yeah, and the fact that the harvester can still fight, it's still yeah, a yeah. reasonable combat. Unit. Well, the, the pioneer is a three three. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, you know, that, so, yeah, so I mean, that, some that, of the ones that, that are coming up there are. But now I'm even doing it. Now I'm doing it with rogue traders and stuff because you're quite right. You suddenly realise that there's a lot of there's a lot of healthy strength for here is my guy who's getting resources. If you want to come to the fight, feel free. That's where I want you to be anyway, because I've got my two or three guys next to him ready to go. Yeah. You know, so you either waste a unit and a shield or so to to kill kill rogue trader. Yeah, that's fine by me. Well, yeah. I, well, yeah. maybe nobody. I mean, there's oftentimes that when they've been going along, um, I, you know, I don't target a rogue trader unless it's I don't have anything else at the planet to hit. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's a zero one. I'm not I'm not going to hit it. Yeah. Um, so then it goes to the next goes to the next round, and you're like, great, I'll just go ahead and retreat those guys. Yeah, and that and the, that and the um, scrap number thing, and at that point there, the scrap number, no matter how non combat he is, and he's not really a very fighty unit, he's definitely a case of, I really do need to make him go away. Yeah. Oh wait, he's got four definitely. friends. Definitely. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. He's absolutely. a bigger, bigger deal. Early, early on, him and a couple of buddies at the first planet that's going to trigger, and they've got a crap. I've got to get rid of him. I've got to get rid of him. Yeah. You know? No. No. I, I mean, so so it's. I think that's. I think that's. You know, going back to the step one of of the elite uh, playing the elite deck is how you build it, and elites are very resource intensive, obviously. And we've played a lot of games recently where it's like, wow, there is absolutely no resources on the planets. Yeah, yeah. So Everything's card draw. It's, it's card so, draw. so I think you've got you either have to build it so that you have, and maybe you do both cost reducers and these things that give you bonus bonus resources, or uh, I, I think you go. You, you're going to outcommand you, everybody, but I you think still you need lean one way or the other. Well, I think you lean one way or the other. Well, yes, I'm, you I'm thinking cost, you, you, you outcommand. STC fragments are almost an auto include. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Two, maybe three. Auto, auto. I think they're three in Maxim, two in everything else. Okay. I see. I would. I would say different because my my cathedral deck. The the the. I would say three. The reason being is because you're going to have less units. You're taking less units with the, with the elite. I think. Right. You're 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 focusing on bigger, better units, so you're going to have room for everything else. Well, but but three three STC fragments. Once one gets played. Two the other two cards, are dead yeah. draws. So, yeah, he's... It doesn't Because I, I, was, I was with you. Whenever I thought Elite right now, I was assuming STCs. I do think two is the magic spot, personally. But, you know, to avoid a dead card problem. I've been doing it in Necron, so three doesn't hurt because of Necron card management. But I just had a thought there. Um, obviously, one of the biggest arguments, even now from people with Elite stuff, is people is them going, well, what about when you don't get the reducers? You're stuck with these units mm-hmm. here. Right. You know, Gore's the example I take where I've been saying, well, that's fine, because as long as you take Elite... Elite um, AM or Marine vehicles, you can get the discounts because he can. He, right. He's always going to get it. So he's a he's a, he's a different different case. But is there is that is there an interesting argument now for simply just going as resource nuts as you can? Because you'll always get the resources. So so is there is there an elite deck space for my opening game is command. I sit mm-hmm. and choke you, choke you into oblivion, best I can. And once I've got a meaningful pool of stuff, here they all come. They've yeah. all been ready. I've been drawing and getting that's money a, for that's them. That's a good strategy. I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but... I don't know. Uh, yeah. It, More it, but it also depends on... It also requires... Not depends on, but requires a certain type of opening hand. True. Right? So you have an elite deck with very few units in it, and you draw, and you're looking at, seven of, at four events and three units. Yeah. If two of those units are elite, do you mulligan? Yeah. Well, that's my point. And you, yeah. you mulligan and you mulligan into no command units. Yeah. But it, but is that is that well, is that worse variance hand. than doing the same thing and not getting reducers and knowing that because your reducers could be buried on the bottom, yeah. you're not going to get yeah. the resource so, yeah. so, any so time at all. So that's my point. If you're going to have if you're going to have bigger units and you go cost reducers, you 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 want to make sure you get cost reducers. Yes. Yeah. In, in my in my Mavros deck, when I get a cathedral, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. Because everything's not there's only there's only four elites in that unit or three elites in that deck. Everything else, but everything else is four costing. So I'm getting big units and I'm getting them for free. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so I want to. That's a heavy cost deck. Yeah. I want to have I want to have three yeah. STC fragments. I want to have cost reducers all that to make sure. And then then I get fewer units. Or I'm like, all right, I want to have all the command units. So then I think you play more. You you don't play, worry about playing the cost reducers. You play more units. Maybe you play 30, 31, 32 units because you're going to be playing things that are going to get killed easy. I'm going to be playing out all the, you know, uh, uh, recon drones. I'm going to be playing out uh, void pirates. I'm going to be playing out rogue traders to try to establish that command choke. And, it, and then by planet three, ideally I'm sitting here on 16, 20 credits mm-hmm. or, you know, 20 resources. And it's like, okay, great. You know my 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 uh, my uh, two my two dreadnoughts hit the table at at planet three. Now we've got a game. I've given you the first. I've given you the first two. Now it puts you in a you puts you in a real big bind all of a sudden. If it's like great, both the both the first two planets share the, share an icon. So now I got to defend every color that comes up. But right. seeing that assumption there, the reason I suddenly realized maybe the command way is the way to go is command is a zero sum game. Mm-hmm. If you're winning it, they're not. Right. So, if you're building a deck that basically is the absolute extreme, what we're talking about, of almost all your small units are command related, and all your big bigger guys are fighty. If you get nothing but your command units, that's actually okay because you're more likely to draw the other units, mm-hmm. and you should be meaning your opponent is choked out. If it's the if it's the completely the other way around, that's where the deck build comes in. You need to have right. at least enough resources to get someone to fight. So your curve is still a curve. It's not two two straight lines at either end. 
But I'm, I'm just wondering now. Maybe there is. Maybe there is some. We. Ha I don't think I've considered the idea of going for an elite deck that doesn't take the reducers and simply takes. I, I, I either I, I win command and or get big guys out. Right. Because if well, you're winning command, you're still ahead. I was playing you know? David, and he had a, he had his Mavros deck, and it's terrible. I can't remember ever the names of the planets. Uh, the planet that gives you three resources or set or cards. Taurus. Taurus. So Taurus is out. The big one. So he decides, what the hell? And it's a blue planet. He throws out his sword brethren dreadnought at Taurus. Yeah, it's a three. All. It's a three strike on planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all all seven of his resources, one unit. Now the sword brethren dreadnought is the first time it takes damage. Triggers you trigger the battle ability of of the. Yep. Yeah, it trigger, yep. triggers unstoppable and it triggers the battle ability of the planet. Yep. Mm -hmm. So he sends Mavros to some other planet. Oh, uses Mavros's ability. It's not Tricon, but. Oh, okay. So no, I'm sorry. It was the it was the uh, well, it's not a blue planet. So it was the planet. It was Karnath. Karnath. Okay. So Karnath and Taurus oh, were about on the Taurus. So, okay, yeah. so Karnath is out. Trigger the battle ability of another planet in play. So he puts his Sword Brother Dreadnought out at Karnath. He sends Mavros to Taurus. So he wins the battle at Taurus. He uses Mavros, or combat starts. He uses Mavros' ability to do a, to do a damage to uh, the Sword Brother Dreadnought, which gets prevented and triggers Karnath. Karnath. So he uh, then uses that to trigger Taurus. <laughs> to come back and trigger Taurus and gain re th three resources. Then he wins the battle with Mavros at Taurus and he gains three resources. So second turn, all of a sudden, I've spent all my, all my, all my resources. He spent all his. I've got three or four units out. He's got one, and he's got six six resources on me. Yeah. Needless to say, David went on and won that game. It was incredibly <laughs> well played because I seriously had to start thinking. It's like I got to go kill the Dreadnought. Yeah. I, I have to go there and kill the dreadnought. <laughs> Holy shit! How am I going to go there and kill the dreadnought? Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so when he can trigger battle ability as soon as you do a damage to him, and who knows what the battle ability and, and the are, damage right? doesn't actually yeah, land. So, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say that if you are playing an elite heavy deck, I mean, I mean, you want to build your deck and everything, but you definitely that's the one great thing about conquest. Then the planet layout, you know, you really sometimes you're looking for you're looking for Taurus, you're looking for Karnath, you're looking for your Varn, who you get to put a unit into play from your hand at HQ. You're like, oh, I don't want to trigger that against... They might put out a big one. Who cares? You've got big ones, too. Yes. Trigger yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And I would summarize that with, <laughs> with the kind of third point in the least stuff I've seen, which is whatever, however you and much you think you're playing it or not, or however effective you think it is, or how much you've seen it, it's definitely making a big paradigm shift. I mean, that type of play mm -hmm. there of single big guy warlord before seemed completely pointless. Oh, it's a, it's a huge dude. Cool, he'll kill one thing and then we'll beat Yeah, him. I'll avoid it. Yeah, I'm you not. Know. No, Great, no, you win that planet, no. who cares? Yeah, no, now this, <laughs> is, a big, yeah, this is not a major problem. Yeah. Well, even just the whole idea of, you know, I put the old Dreadnought, 8-8 Dreadnought down. The guy goes, cool, I put down enough damage to deal 8, your Dreadnought kills one of them, I kill you. Right. Cool. You know, GG, excellent, you know. But now it's, now they've got the type of elites we have and the type of plays we have are now a much bigger deal. I mentioned the Fiend, that just kept bouncing back and forth from planet to planet going, you command die, you command die, I am a one-man rogue trader army, bouncing yeah. around here going, you know, yeah. controlling this whole damn thing. Yeah. These are things we haven't encountered. Yeah. Until recently, when these, where single units can be so well, and, such a big swing. And so this is the pool for Gen Con. Uh, we sit here this morning, and the Unforgiven... No. No, the Slash and Burn hasn't gone to shipping no. from FFG. No, no, no. So it will not hit. It will. <laughs> my guess is it'll oh, probably quite, hit the week that we're at Gen Con. Which means they'll... It'll probably they'll, hit stores 11, that week. Probably 11-day rule, they'll call it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah, so we know our card pool. And as we know, as we... Teased in the in the opening, we know the pool. We know how deep it is going to be. We know what cards are in it. 
Uh, are we going to go in the shallow end? Are we going to go in the deep end? I, th I think I'm going to stay with what I know. That I would suggest that if yeah. you get a chance to play these elite decks, and you get a chance to play them regularly enough that you know them, that you know them well, go I, for you, it. you're going to surprise Holy people. Holy moly! You're, you're going to because you're not you're going to have an advantage of of people not having done that because people are so used to mm -hmm. to the non elite meta. And if you get a chance, there'll to be a lot of war. There'll be a lot of kith. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and I don't I don't know about that. There's not there's, a lot of kith in Colorado. There'll be well, kith well, yeah, everywhere. No, 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 no. I, I know there's not a lot of kith in Colorado. There's, there's, there is war, but I'm seeing, I'm, maybe it's just what I want to see. But I'm seeing a decline in the war and the kith thing being able to be played. Yeah, but I mean, and people want to play small, what they want to play. Yeah, small tournaments, everything like that. Though, no, I mean, you're going out up on a national stage, you're dusting off the old chestnut. I, I, I think most people. They're, it's like this deck rocks. I play it well. It's tough to beat. You know, where okay. are, where right. I, where are they, I going they, to? They're, blow, they're blowing the dust off the off the uh, off, their, off the shiniest yeah. gun. I've, I've had awesome success with Omega. Love it to death. I've had up and, up until recently very good success with Ragnar, then very mixed success, and enjoyed that like crazy. If I was going to Worlds, I would go into my Elder Rock deck, and he's the, he's the other one of the top three. Mm -hmm. You know. Easier one. I, that's that's what I would do. I haven't played enough War or Kif to have any confidence, so I would right. that. I would chew it together. That's what I'd be taking. Right. It's that's, yeah. that's high end competition. Okay. You know? okay. The great you know? the great hey. thing is the the pool yeah. is big enough now that I think any warlord can shine. You know, I so I don't think, but I, I think any given Sunday. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so, yeah. but I, I do think people are, are just going to be like, maybe they're overwhelmed. Like, all right, well, or or it's like I don't have. I haven't tuned this deck enough, so I'm going to fall back on something that I know plays well. Well, last all throughout last season and everything, it was War Kith, Eldoroth, Starbane had had did really well. I mean, that's always such he's, an he's annoying the, ability. He's in, he's in tier one right now. It's, it's, yeah. him, it's him, Kith, and War is the what people seeing everywhere. Yeah, really. Yeah, but um, I would say on, on talking about the crazy leaks and kind of my warning before Gen Con, I'm not going to be there by the way. Gen Con is kind yeah, of difficult for me to get to. But uh, and a friend of mine was talking about something I briefly looked into, which is there is a two hundred elite deck floating around, which is monstrous. Wow. Yeah, okay. it, is, it has been. It is not what you're expecting. It does some really funky tricks, and I've, I've looked over it briefly. I don't honestly feel confident enough in how it's supposed to work to go. Yeah, but I described a couple of battles it played out, and I was just like. This is a horrible thing. So I would, for all that I'm saying, oh yeah, take your take your regular standard decks. You're quite right. I think there might be some quite surprising oh, there, things there, there this time. There, there are people, you know, you know they're they're going to be the ones where all of a sudden you'll just see somebody up on that high dive, like what's he going to end it? You know, you mean you mean sorry? It's like top, so we're going for the top eight. War, war, kif, kif, war, war, Eldoraf, swarm lord. Sorry, can you go back a second? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like to hear that one <laughs> again, I mean, please. And, you know, yeah. and, and, and they just. Launch into space, they yeah. take the chance and they nail it. So it's just going to be actually, like having seen it. Um, the Dark Dark Angel one rocks. Oh, up. I would oh, take oh, Navros oh, and oh, yeah. no, no, no. They, they, what's his name? The Dark Angel. The pistol. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, he, I, they were playing him last week. And he, he's one of my. Oh, he's one of my new decks. Yes, I, I'm okay. interested to see how he plays. But yeah, I would. I'd, I'd be. I'd be probably taking Navros if I were to go to Gen Con. Oh. Yeah. All right. So there is a. Uh, we're holding a July 31st tourney, the last tourney before Gen Con. It's happening at Total Escape Games. In Broomfield, my home store. John and I will be at Worlds in November, and we'll be there with our laser guns completely charged up and ready to go. We partnered with the First Planet Podcast and Octagon Warmaster Sam Mann to hold cigars and beers, where we'll be raffling off some stuff and general uh, bullshitting and uh, reminiscing, I'm sure, and lamenting 
lamenting the bad plays we made that day and celebrating the and good plays we had. Recounting victory. Yes. So um, <laughs> we hope to see you there. At Worlds, we're, I'm also uh, working with a group of community members to develop a player-run event, the Saturday of Worlds, which we're tentatively calling the Battle for Nectivus. We're coming up with a special planet just for this event. And uh, we're going to be, we're, our thoughts are, we're going to be kickstartering that, doing a Kickstarter to pay for mostly the room. So watch out for that as it comes along. I think that's about it. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at tractinsectorwarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page or Twitter at tractinsectorwc, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC, where you can save 10% if you mention you heard about them here. Thanks for listening. The Emperor Protects. Episode 32, Bloodied Servers. Episode 32, Bloodied Servers. Sorry. It's just like, it's just like, there's the title of Bloodied Servers. No, that one sucks. <laughs> okay. Shake and shake.